to Lifehouse Beloved Podcast. I'm Debbie Singh and I'm here with uh, Jude Whitehouse, Crystal Chip, and Carolyn Thomas. Thought I'd mix it up with the names this week. <laughs> <laughs> and we are continuing on our topic of uh, Proverbs 31. And last time we got up to uh, verse 19, so if you're curious to hear what we had to say about that, then you can go back and listen to our previous podcast. So we're going to continue tonight from verse 20, which is, she opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. Carolyn, I'm going to hand it over to you because you always have the good questions. Oh, no, well, well, the whole thing I was just thinking was I was supposed to be keeping quiet this series, hey, and just like letting you guys tell us all about what you've done, but it I can't help myself, right? in a room with you being yeah. quiet. Yeah. <laughs> I know, we're going to have so much wisdom to share. It's exactly, fine, that's exactly right. <laughs> all right, well, she opens her arms to the point, extends her hands to the needy. I mean, uh, for me, the passage, the thing that really stood out here is that her focus was not just on herself and on mm. her family. She had that outward focus as well. She's got a mission, outward mission, ministry to others, unselfish. And I think it's so easy to, you know, particularly, you know, when you've got a household to run and you've got, you know, young kids and whatever, it's so easy to just get caught up in all of that because it does keep you busy. It is a lot of work and to just um, have a focus, an inward focus. And, I mean, we even see that in churches as well, don't we? Like, um, you know, it can just become like a club or the whole thing is inward focus where it's all just running things for themselves and that. And so I think it's really important that we learn from this as well, that, you know, to 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 give as well and to have that outward focus and that ministry and that mission. And I think particularly as well where you do maybe have, you know, young kids and things because you can almost sort of feel like you're losing yourself. I think you girls, mm. you know, would know what I'm talking about. Mm. And um so I think it's important as well just to to remember as well, you know, in in having that outward ministry, but it's also a blessing to you as well because, mm -hmm. you know, it gives you a, a bigger purpose outside of just the mundane daily things. So, um, you yeah, know, I thought that was really important and um, also very unselfish as well. Mm -hmm. And Proverbs 22 verse 9 says, The generous will themselves be blessed for they, sh they share their food with the poor. So, mm -hmm. of course, I mean, our, our main reason for having that outward focus is because we love Christ and we want to serve him. And But there's a blessing that comes to you as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I had um, also there was a note in my study Bible um, about Proverbs 14, 21. It said, Blessed is the one who is kind to the needy. Such a person honors God in 14 verse 31, and I will and will lack nothing in 28, 27. So there's, you know, we do it because we love God and it, and it honors Him, but it also gives something back to us. Where, like you said, it's one of those things that it's it's like I have something outward to focus on, and it's not a, a day to day mindless, you know. I'm in my own bubble yep. kind of thing. It yep. makes you think about, okay, I have so much more than some of these other people. It can give you a, you know, oh, man, I have to sweep the floor again. But, hey, I have a floor to sweep. Gives you a perspective, yeah. eh? It gives you a really good perspective for your day-to-day -day doings that you're doing every day. And, I mean, that often, you know, we talk about as well, particularly when you are having trouble or going through a difficult situation, 
it often helps you to have mm -hmm. that outward focus as well that you're not just you know mm -hmm. and as you say crystal probably because then you do realize there's other people that are worse off yeah. um and you know we all know that that that's saying it's more blessed to give than i mean to not yeah to give than to receive mm -hmm. you know? so and i think it's there as well because particularly if things are difficult you're having to take your eyes off yourself mm -hmm. um and particularly as well if you have to minister to others you know you, you might be in a situation where it's the last thing you feel you can do or you feel you've got nothing to give and that's where you have to draw on the lord mm -hmm. yeah. and that's the and the other thing that stuck out to me in amplified it says she reaches out her filled hands to the needy yeah. whether body mind or spirit and so it's not obviously not just physical needs but you know your friend rings you and they're in a mess and need someone there to talk to just that and I mean you could be in the middle of five kids or three dogs or something but you still yeah. sit there and talk to them you just give that time yeah. and what you said crystal um in, in the proverbs lacks nothing um whatever you give out god's not gonna leave you with nothing he's oh, gonna yeah. help you get through what you need mm -hmm. what you need not what you might think you need yeah, <laughs> but what you need yeah. to get through but it's it's such an active thing like yeah. reaching out is an active yeah. thing it's not just if someone comes to you with a need yeah. it's like you you actually see needs as well it's yeah. like you actively look and look to see where you can help i like what you said there about her full hands yeah you know she's yeah. giving as well yeah, yeah. And like I mean, you say that giving can be you know sometimes yeah. it is inconvenient and that's yeah. probably what true giving is when it isn't convenient because yeah. it's easy to do when it suits you hey well people are busy or say they're busy whether they're working full-time or if they're home with little kids or studying at uni or whatever yeah. you've always got something happening yeah. in your life so everyone's always got full hands yeah but there's always a little bit more room <laughs> It's mm. even, you know, I think about it as a, maybe even a monetary thing. You've got four hands and you're handing it out to people around mm. you. Food, yeah, clothing, whatever yeah. it is that you have. Like, we girls have a thing where we pass on the clothes that we no longer need. And it's mm. like, well, how much of a blessing is that? Well, I know it is for me yeah. to get a bunch of clothes that's, you know, for my kids. I don't have to go out and buy them. And then yeah. I can pass on to someone yeah. else. And yeah. More, yeah. You know. And I like the two because I also took it as that what commented on that word full, as you said, Crystal, where she's giving stuff, you mm -hmm. know. But then what you said as well, you could also look at that like if it's full in terms of just your, yourself, you've yeah. been busy as well and you're still mm. giving. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. Debbie? Yeah, I find it really, I, I actually like it when I have to help somebody else. If I'm in, you know, I, I get in a bit of a rut sometimes, you know, of, okay, get up get the kids breakfast, go to school, you know, go through the motions of every day, which I'm sure everybody gets like that from time to time. But then, you know, something will come up and you think, oh, that person really does, they need something or they need someone or if God shows you um, that they, they just need a word of encouragement or like you could be at the shops and um, being in, uh, the sort of person that is encouraging, you know, like I might be at the shops and I could just be having the worst day my kids are like running a mark or whatever and I just I try and look outside of that sometimes when I'm out of the house and and look at the people that mm. are serving me in the shops or you know another mum whose kids are out of hand as well and just give her a smile or you know just you know say oh yeah I understand what you're getting you know what you're in for and that sort of thing we're in for the same thing and and um or even you know the the people behind the counter you know they always 
habitually say, oh, have a good day, you know, yeah. and I always try and beat them to it, like, have a really great day, you know. Yeah. <laughs> They're always a little bit taken aback. They're like, that's my line. Yeah. <laughs> but, you stole my but line. But even, um, yeah, like I really, yeah, it is It is such a blessing to be able to to extend my hand to the mm. needy, you know, like that, like it says. But also one of the other things I thought of is that, she didn't um, stretch what she had, time, money, food, everything, to just her household yeah, yeah. and just her her servants or, you know, we might go, well, it's not just our household or not just our extended family or not just our close friends. Yeah. It's to yeah. whoever yeah. you see yeah. that she had enough to have extra. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, we, we often... Um, and I know I'm just as guilty as the next person in doing this. We often stretch our, our limited budget or our limited resources to their limit when that's not, you know, we need to be better stewards to be mm-hmm. able to go, okay, well, God's saying, go and buy this person a bunch of flowers. And it's like, well, I wouldn't even buy myself a bunch of flowers, you yeah, know. Yeah. But, okay, that's what you've told me to do. I'll go and do it, you know. And and just even like in our... Um, Every so often, you know, things get a bit tight with money and things like that. But we have a, a, a sponsor child and, um, you know, my husband's like, sometimes he's like, oh, maybe we should not do that. And I'm like, no, that's the one thing that we need to keep because the Bible tells yeah, us that we actually need to, yes. to be helping that, yeah. that one person. And, you know, um, I get frustrated sometimes when, when you're at the shops and they, people are like, oh, come and sponsor this oh, person just or say, I've give got us money for this. I'm like, yeah, have, yeah, you know, I had an, almost an argument with somebody from a foundation yesterday, I think it was, and I'm like, I've just given to a similar charity yeah. and um, it was actually a Christian charity and, and this other charity I knew wasn't, but, well, they might be, but I don't think they were. But um, And I was like, oh, I've just given to them. And, like, and he's telling me all these things like why I shouldn't have given to them. And I'm oh, thinking, oh, that's bad. Well, I said, I said, aren't you doing the same work as them? Like, and he goes, yeah. oh, we do a little bit more. And I'm like, well, it still helped somebody's life, the fact that I gave money. Yeah, I said, and he shouldn't you know, be doing And that. just have a cool. question, you know. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's a little bit bad. off topic. But, you know, like I, that is one thing that I'm like, no – it's one place that I'm not willing to compromise. I'm happy to have thirty dollars or whatever it is a month less to do that on yeah. the table. Yeah, you know, then mm-hmm. you know, and if it is stretching, it's like, well, we just make allowances in mm. other areas, you know. Okay, so we're not having steak, we're having salad, <laughs> you know, without the steak yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not a big it's not a big deal. We're not gonna go hungry, we're not gonna starve. Exactly, yeah. So but yeah, I think that's I really enjoy giving to people. And I think what you said, it's so important that she doesn't just have enough for that. And throughout all the uh, the podcasts we've done before on this, it speaks all the time of her good stewardship and her mm. diligence yeah. and her careful management. So mm. she has got all that, you know. Yeah. She's got that extra because of that. It's good. All right, so let's move on to verse 21. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. I um I actually looked up why scarlet was such a big, like why it says scarlet and not orange or purple or any of the other colours. Um, and it says that scarlet has symbolised wealth and power both politically and religiously since ancient Bible times. Mm. This colour, second only to purple, was a status symbol in the Roman Empire. Officers' cloaks were dyed in it as well as high-ranking non-military people. 
My study Bible also says, of high quality and probably made of wool, so the not afraid of snow part would mean that all of her house were well cared for and clothed well for winter. Yep. I looked up as well somewhere in the scarlet's got that quality and like you mm. say it was, you know, the high ranking people and mm. the wealth and and I think as well, um, you know, it talks about she has no fear for her household. Like you say, she's well prepared. She doesn't need to stress because she's not going to be caught unawares or not ready. She's And again, mm -hmm. it speaks to her diligence and her stewardship. She's well, always well prepared. It's not just um, haphazard that at the last minute she's scrambling, you know, mm. or we need this or we need that or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, I looked up the clothes in Scarlet as well. And I can't remember which commentary I was reading about it and um but it also refers to they're covered by the covenant between god and moses yeah. so i thought that was pretty awesome so they've got the covering of the blood so yeah, yeah it's nothing to worry about mm -hmm. and you think as yeah. well that beautiful francine rivers book the scarlet thread mm -hmm. yeah. as well hey yeah, yeah. And, it, and it showed it like uh, i said that you know it she did it in a regal kind of color to show that her family was cared for and that mm. they were looked after. So mm. when mm. they would leave the house, people go, wow, they really looked after, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. That's good. Anyone else? Is that it? I, I think so. Good. I mean, I, th I think it's interesting that it's her whole, like her whole household. I was just yeah. going to say yeah. the same thing. You know, it's not it's just not, her family. Not just yeah. her kids. Yeah. It's Servants her whole household. And, yeah. So it would be everybody. And, you know, you think about now, if, if or even... If we went back in time a little bit just to when we did have people servants and slaves and things that would help out at the house they were usually the ones that were given the least yeah yeah you know they were the, the ones given you know not the best but she has given them the best she has given them you know things that symbolize royalty and high-ranking people um and it's it's like wow you know she is caring sees for them she is the and she sees yeah sees and everybody she's a as good the same. employee yeah. employer yeah. it says that a few times through it, that it never says just her family or just yeah. her husband and kids it's mm -hmm. her house but, but even that as well talks to her good leadership yes. yeah. because um you know a good boss will get far more out of their employees by having you know caring for them individually and not yeah. just seeing them as yeah. yeah well i think the fact you know like i was thinking just before i was thinking you know we, it is a pretty high standard that this all sets mm -hmm. for us. She did have a bit of extra help, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think she recognises that and, yeah, and goes, well, I do yeah. have that extra help and I do yeah. appreciate that there are things that I don't have to do so I have time to put yeah. into this other yeah, situation. So, yeah. All right, so then verse 22 says, She makes covering, coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. And again, that she makes coverings, yeah. that shows that diligence and, and that she's a hard worker, hey, that she mm. works. And, and again, that purple, like you said already, Crystal's linked with kings as well and, and, you know, the rich and fine linen is also associated with nobility. Mm. Yeah. Um, also, my version of the Bible, um, it said tapestry. So she mm. makes tapestry for herself, yeah. um, which is a, a very time-consuming um, art form and um, they would be well made and would be very warm to sleep under so I thought that was pretty cool you two girls anything to add 
Um, yeah, I was reading the Amplified and it's, she makes herself coverlets, cushions and rugs of tapestry. And so it's not just what they're wearing, What it's not just what's seen outside of the yeah, house. Yeah. So everything in the house is made well, everything, mm-hmm. even yeah. down to the cushions, you know, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. you just get sat on. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it's not just, yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. So again, it's just, I mean, all these verses are just leading into the same on there, but her diligence and... All right, her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes a seat among the elders of the land. I said with that one, he he's respected because she does not talk him down, Mm. but Mm. speaks highly of him, and he has no need for big-noting himself, for he has confidence in who he is and his place in his family. Yep. And he's dignified. Mm. So, you know, if a man has a good self-esteem of himself, his wife can either help that or worsen that. Mm. And I think, it, I'm pretty sure we may have spoken about this earlier, but um, either in the previous podcast or ones before, but just about how you need to speak highly of your husband and not, not just... Out in public, but the way you speak to him privately as well, Mm. you know. um, And I know from my husband, you know, he's um, come from a place of not having that um, encouragement. Well, it's been encouragement, but it's it's not been. I don't know how people call it encouragement, but it's been it's been an encouragement to do better all the time, but not an encouragement of you are enough. Yeah, you know. so yeah, like I find, you know, I've got to be careful about how I wear things and what I say mm, to him. Because yeah. I be, say things to him, there'll be wounds so. there as well. Yeah, that that's not right. Even aware. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, I really looked at this and and I took it into uh, you know that thing of the husband being respected at the city gate. Mm. Um, you know, just in terms of being, and the Bible talks about as well, and it says he takes a seat among the elders. You to be in leadership, even to be a deacon or an elder. If you've got a disgraceful wife or, you know, um, that can disqualify you, that disqualifies you from eldership. If your kids are running amok or whatever disqualifies them, that would have been her area, you know. Mm -hmm. And so that's what also would have led to him having that respect, as you say, how she treats him. But also, if you've got a, you know, a wife who's a gossip or, you know, the Bible talks about different things and that disqualifies a man from being you know and and from this would be you know respected amongst the elders 1 Timothy 3 5 says if anyone does not know how to manage his own family how can he take care of God's church mm-hmm. and and so that all to me just ties in with that whole thing you know it's just like he's respected because they know his wife is when I want to say under control I don't mean under the thumb but just you know that she's yeah. modest and she's respectful and she's and temperate hard-working. and hardworking and she's not a gossip yeah. and, you yeah. know so it reflects on him. Yeah. Well, so I was reading in Matthew Henry commentary about it again, and it says in in the public they know that he's a good wife at home that looks after him because of his cheerful countenance and pleasant humour. Mm. Yeah. And many that don't have that at home are soured with temper. Yeah. So I thought that's, yeah. yeah. And I mean, even there as well, you know, as I said, um, and just going in with what you're saying, it's a it's a reflection as well, and. You know, not to say a wife's not responsible as well for her own attitude and stuff, but as much as we build our husbands up, if our husband, like you're saying, has got high self-esteem and confidence and whatever, then they should be also providing the covering for the wife to flourish and to grow up. 
And so if your wife is not doing that, Mm. it's a reflection on the husband. So even as much as, you know, if she might be sour or whatever, or just not, you know, growing and flourishing as she should, yes, it's on her, but it's on him Mm. because Mm. he's the one that's supposed to be, you know. Mm. Um, The Lord showed me a few years ago a picture of um, just a woman whose emotional needs were not... You know, I know we go to Christ for all our needs, but there's certain roles and things that the husband is supposed to be meeting and doing that he's designed to do. And just um, this picture of just like this plant just growing, creeping across the ground. You know, have you seen those plants that creep yeah. across? Mm-hmm. Um, and she's going here and then whatever to, to, you know, to get met emotionally. And then he showed me how the husband's supposed to be like the stake, you know, mm-hmm. like if you've got a new plant yeah. Yeah. and then it grows up. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's supposed to be, that he's that for you to grow and flourish mm-hmm. under that. And so, um, you know, that would be a direct reflection. As you said, Judith, if you've got mm-hmm. this wife at home that's doing well and whatever, then that's what brought him respect as yeah, well. Because yeah. as you say, that's a reflection on him and how mm-hmm. he's managing his home. Yeah, yes. that's true. For me, yeah, got it drawn mm-hmm. somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I was I wondered what gates meant. Um because we don't have that terminology here. It's like, what is the, what is the gates, gates, you know? Mm. So um, it's basically like a court. So you imagine what like a, a courthouse would be nowadays. So he would be a judge or part of a jury or something like that in nowadays thinking. Um, and it was also where the marketplace was located. So lots of people would be coming in and out and in yeah. and out. So he was known to be there. Yeah. And so he was mm. prominent there. He was you know, people could tell who he was because of the way he was dressed, because of the way he was looked after by his wife, but also the way he would hold himself. Mm. Um, so he was respected. He was wise and he was well-dressed. He was the husband of the wife of Proverbs 31. So he, mm. people knew who his wife was. He was universally esteemed and she was universally esteemed in her management of the household affairs gave him the time to devote himself to the community at court. So he was able to not have to worry about what was happening back home because mm-hmm. she had everything sorted and he could go and do his job, yep, yep. Um, which I think is really cool. And we've talked mm-hmm. about that in the previous ones, didn't we, as well? You know, even if he has to travel or go somewhere, he doesn't mm-hmm. have to sit and worry about what's going on at yeah, home because, right. yeah, she's um, got it under control, so it's really good. Debbie, do you have anything? And just just going back to that though, just about her, because I think that's really an important point that the the state of the condition of the wife and kids is a reflection on the husband. Yeah. Um, you know, and David and I have talked often about, you know, sometimes you'll have um, someone coming to not complain about their wife, but maybe talk and it's like, no, hang on, what are you doing? Mm. You've got to present your wife to the Lord. What are you doing to disciple? your wife and kids and so just really that whole reflection of having that home life is seen in him and, and as you say people are not stupid they're not fooled but they can see outside and you know yeah. and that, mm-hmm. that would have been part of giving the respect as well that you know mm-hmm. ties in all right so the next verse she makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes I like that as well she makes and she sells. So mm. again, as we talked about earlier, it's not just about her home. She's also a businesswoman. Yeah. You know, mm. She's got mission and stuff outside of that. 
So linen, as we mentioned before, is a mark of luxury. Mm. In Luke 16:19, it says it's, um, it's made from flax, um, and it's also used as an emblem of moral purity in Revelation 15:6. And um, sashes were good enough quality to actually sell to the merchants, mm. um, which means they were of high quality, so high that they would actually take them and go and sell them. So places. they've been exported, right? So it's yeah. export quality, yeah. which is always your best merchandise mm -hmm. usually. Yeah. Yeah. Debbie? <laughs> I was just saying, you know, again, it shows that she works hard from home. And I, I said, I was starting to feel exhausted by this point that I'd never live up to this. <laughs> 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 I just... Because I was thinking, oh, you know, like, I think as I went through, I was like, you know, I can sew, I could make my family outfits. And then I got to her, I was like, no, this is super, like, you know. <laughs> Remember what you said, she's got servants, she's she got does. help, so <laughs> you're not necessarily expected to serve. I was one of her servants was in charge of her children at some point. <laughs> <Yeah. time. laughs> Full time nanny, right? Yes. That's what I'm going with, yeah. yeah. And I think that's, it's not so that we, we literally <laughs> have to do everything that she's no. doing, but it's just that, that attitude mm, and model, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I think you're doing, you're doing <laughs> all right, Debbie. <laughs> One thing that struck at all was, as with other, with other verses, she has more than what her family needs, mm. so she can sell off the yeah. extra. And she's always looking to better the life of her family and her household. Yeah. But I also, reading that, took it as... She said, um, she also shares what she's learnt in her spiritual life as well in her walk mm -hmm. with God. And so and she extends that outside of her household. So she teaches and mentors and, and we passes and, that on yeah, as well. And yeah. we will come that's coming up as well, that yeah. that's exactly right what you're saying mm -hmm. that she does, yeah. So it's not just a physical, oh, I read it just on yeah, a physical Yeah, well, it'd be thing, on everything, yeah. Yeah, everything she's and learned, she passes on. Even yeah. just her attitude would be, you know, more. we always say more caught than taught, so just yeah. people observing and seeing the attitude mm. and yeah. stuff will be a big impact, hey, on mm. yeah. All right, so the next verse says she's clothed, I love this verse, with strength and dignity, she can laugh mm. at the days to come. Mm. She's obviously heard of Psalm 91. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but it's opposite. Um, opposite to that is um, to be clothed is to be clothed in shame and disgrace. Um, she is strong and able to hold her head high, and she is free of anxiety or worry for the future, and she is prepared. Mm. And um, I just think about like Debbie's family and my family going camping this week, and I feel so underprepared, but I've probably overprepared. Um, <laughs> you got Debbie, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going for a week. She's only going for a weekend. That's why I'm laughing at the days to come. Well, like, she should be laughing days. at the days to come because she could use up all your supplies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've got to come home. I did offer that. <laughs> um, but it just, it, it's one of those things where um, things have been left to the last minute and it's like, man, you know, my husband couldn't get... The time that we wanted off so we've sort of prepared for a bit before that we were hoping to go and things like that and it's like oh quick let's get this stuff together and try and just do it and we're both really excited about going um but it's, it it does feel like we're a bit underprepared and under ready but um i keep telling her it's okay well you're I know. Yeah, debbie's all right she's prepared <laughs> well she's laughing at these days to come yeah but um yeah i like what you said there crystal because that's why i was nudging you you stole my verse so Psalm 35, verse 26, May all who gloat over my distress be put to shame and confusion. May all who exalt themselves over me be clothed with shame and disgrace. And that's mm -hmm. what you said, the opposite to strength and dignity. 
Um, and I think as well it's interesting for us to note, like, she can laugh at the days to come, talks to the fact that she's not sitting worrying about them or yeah. stressing out. I would really yeah. believe that's what it means. Mm -hmm. And so for us it's interesting to notice then that the opposite to laughing at the days to come would be when we feel worried and stressed. Yeah. And so then our, our behavior would be opposite to that strength and dignity, wouldn't yeah. it? So mm -hmm. we like to think, so think of yourself when you're stressed and worried that you're actually probably looking weak yeah. and undignified. Yes. <laughs> <And> it's <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> you know, just, you know. So she's not stressed or worried what's to come because she fully trusts God. And as you girls said, Psalm 91, but also my favorite Isaiah one. His thoughts and his ways are not ours yeah. and they're higher. And so yeah. if you really have that at the core of your being, because yeah. his thoughts and ways being higher means that we acknowledge that they're superior, he knows better, it might not be how we think it should be or whatever. And if you have that right at your core, then you can laugh at the days to come home. Yeah. 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 And I love even just the definition of strength, the ability to resist being moved or broken by a force. Yeah. So nothing can break you because yeah. you've got your... Trust in God, that's all you have to worry about. And that's so nothing can break that force. And I mean, it wouldn't be saying that she doesn't have difficult times no. or pressure, no. but as you said, Jude, because of where mm. her core is and where her trust yeah. is, she's mm. got mm. that strength like, that she won't be moved. Um, yesterday I went to a funeral of a, a family friend that passed away from cancer, and my, it was a very close friend of mum's, and um, I had a lot to do with her when I was very little. And she's an amazing Christian woman and amazing walk with God. And and, and it's sad that she's gone, mm. but there's that underlying joy of knowing that she's in heaven she's with the Lord partying. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. it was just so Free exciting. Free from pain. Seeing Jesus. Seeing, yes, yeah. exactly. And um, and there with her husband and her daughter who passed before her and stuff like that. And so mum and I just felt so much joy. But being at the funeral and seeing people who we've known our whole life who are Christians... Yep. And just absolutely distraught with grief. And my mum like, well, it is sad she's gone because we're going to miss her. But there's so much joy but behind they should it. Have that but, hope. but there yeah. was like the core that you were just talking about. That's yeah. what it reminded me of. They, they didn't have that core of joy knowing yeah. that she's with our Lord. So, yeah. and it, yeah, I found, it, I found it quite confronting. But yeah, it's reminded me of having that core of strength yeah. and dignity. Yeah. Because you have your hope in the Lord. So and that's like you say, joy, because a lot of people mistake joy and happiness. Like yeah. yes. The joy yeah. comes only from knowing God yes. and trusting yeah. him no yeah. matter. And when the circumstances yeah. or whatever, it's just that joy is that absolute, yeah. yeah. Mm. We're going to have to wrap up there um, for this. We're on a roll. I know, <laughs> I know. So next time we will pick up at verse 26. Mm -hmm. is that right? No, 20. Wasn't that just 26? No, that was 25. That was 25. Okay, so we'll see how it's 26 next time. And if you would like to um, contact us, you can contact us on www.life-house.net. Thanks.